Hey everyone, you're listening to The Talent Revolution, where we believe that focusing on quality over volume and being different, not better, is the right way to hire the best humans and build stronger teams. To help you do this, I go behind the scenes with forward-thinking recruiters, employer brand experts, and people leaders that are making a huge difference to their organizations. In today's solo episode, we're going to talk about employee value proposition, otherwise known as EVP. I speak to people all the time that really struggle to get their EVP right, that they tell me they've got no idea how to remain competitive in, in kind of the war for talent, and they don't know how they can hire that top engineer from Google or the top designer from Facebook or the great consultant from McKinsey, etc. I'm here to tell you that you absolutely can compete with the best and brightest in your industry for talent. You're just not going to do it by playing the same game of recruitment that they do and by emulating their playbook, right? You need to focus on being different, not just trying to be better. I think the biggest mistake we see organizations make is that they try and make their EVP appeal to as many people as possible, right? They cast as wide a net as they feasibly can. But in reality, all they end up doing is appealing to nobody, right? Their EVP is so kind of inoffensive and irrelevant that it doesn't actually resonate with anyone. And your target audience just end up gravitating towards a different employer brand or an organization that feels more like akin to their requirements or in line with their needs. I think, as I say time and time again, right, organizations need to focus on being different, not better. The number one job of recruitment marketing, from my perspective at least, is to show candidates you're offering something completely different. I mean, in reality, right, what we see a lot is 20 days holiday. That doesn't make you different. A competitive salary doesn't make you different. Statutory parental leave and sick pay does not make you different. Free coffee does not make you different. A ping pong table does not make you different. These things are just table stakes, right? They make you the same as everybody else. What's making you different? How are you standing out? How are you getting people excited about working for your business? That means different things for different folks, right? Maybe for you, it's the chance to work only with A players because we have a super high quality bar for people. Maybe it's the chance to voice opinions and influence decisions at the founder level. Maybe it's unlimited paid time off, right? Like presenteeism sucks. Who cares where someone is or how long they're working or how much time they take off as long as they're getting the job done? Maybe it's real flexibility, right? Work where you want, when you want, how you want, etc. Maybe it's extended parental leave on full pay. Maybe it's fully paid training and courses. Maybe it's an actual real mentor who invests proper time in helping you develop your skills and your career and actually takes an active interest in what are you going to do when you leave this organization, right? That's invaluable. Maybe it's a team that just covers for you when you need them or something crops up, right? How are you getting stories like this and real benefits across through your recruitment marketing? Because if you're not, you're just not going to win here. You've got to do all of this and you've got to tell a story, right? You've got to show someone what they'll become when they join your organization and what they'll be when they leave your organization, Get that right and you'll start to get in front of the right people. And you can't really hire the right people if you're not getting in front of them. I think to bring this to life a bit, like we can talk a bit about how we do this here at Pinpoint, right? So our EVP at Pinpoint is like the place you go to grow, right? We're the place you come to learn quickly. We're the place you are to have a voice and to influence decisions in a business that's growing super, super fast and to work with like-minded people. There's loads of real positives to that, right? And they're somewhat obvious for a certain audience, there's also things that lots of people would hate about working here, right? Like we don't shy away from any of that. We try not to paint working at Pinpoint at, through these kind of very rose-tinted glasses, right? We talk about the fact that it's bloody hard work, that expectations are extremely high, that the quality bar is extremely high, that we work in basically every time zone and that the hours are long and that we're a small team and that everybody's expected to wear many hats and so on and so on and so on. 
But we balance that out, right? We talk about limited paid time off. We talk about forcing people to take time off because the types of people that naturally want to work in places like Pinpoint often struggle to do that. We talk about complete flexibility to work however you like and whenever you like. We talk about giving you the right tools and the training and actively trying to understand what you want out of your employment experience and what you want when you leave Pinpoint. And we work bloody hard to make sure that we're helping you achieve those goals, right? But the point here is that your EVP has to actually be grounded in reality, right? We have to be upfront about the good stuff and the bad stuff if we're going to build a real employer brand that actually attracts people that will be successful here. There's no point promising candidates one thing, having them join the business and then realize everything is totally different the second they arrive, right? They're not going to be happy. They're going to talk negatively about you in the market, probably to people you still do want to hire. And they'll either leave really quickly, which was a waste of your time and money, or worse, they'll stay. Your job is to put the wrong candidates off and to attract more of the right ones, right? And putting off the wrong people is great for you and it's great for them. Don't waste your time. Don't waste theirs. They're going to go and get a job that's a great fit and you're going to have more time to invest in offering a world-class candidate experience to the few that are really excited about what you're offering. But they're only going to get really excited if you're honest and if you like do a good job of getting that message across, right? Again, real-world examples, we just hired a really talented marketing person we're very lucky to have. The first thing that we do through our interview process is try and screen ourselves out, right? Through our entire candidate experience here at Pinpoint, we're very vocal and very upfront about this is hard, this isn't for everybody, all the things I've basically just said over the past couple of minutes, right? And if people still apply, fair play to them, if they're still excited about working for the business and we're excited about what we see in their application and we bring them in for an initial interview, the first thing we're doing is kind of flipping that experience on its head, right? Rather than the conventional please regurgitate your CV to me for the next 20 minutes and here's some random brain teaser questions and whatever other crap we see in first round interviews. Instead, we spend the entire time basically saying, look, how can I help you figure out if this is right for you? And we spend a lot of time answering questions about pinpoint, encouraging the candidate to give us more information about what they actually want from an employment experience and what they actually want when they finish their time with pinpoint, wherever that hypothetically is going to be. And we're super, super clear and honest with these people about whether we feel we're the right place for them to be, right? We're essentially trying to screen ourselves out. The point of this exercise is that, A, we're going to put off the wrong people very quickly, right? If we're super honest and super clear and we help people understand what we're actually offering and what the world actually looks like here, um, they're going to drop out of the process naturally. And what it does is it gets the people who are a good fit for us extremely excited about the way that they're being this is being positioned for them. And it gets the people who aren't a bit less excited and they tend to fall out very quickly, right? And so in our real world example here, like we had a load of applicants for this marketing role. We've put four people through to the interview process. Three of them dropped out before the second interview round because we were very clear about what the expectations for the role were and they just weren't in line with what the candidates were looking for. That's a result from our perspective. We ended up hiring the person who did get excited about all the things we were saying, and that's working absolutely wonderfully so far, right? So hopefully you're kind of getting the theme of what I'm talking about here, right? Like you can get in front of these people, you can attract these people, and you can make this exciting. You just have to be different. You just can't try and constantly be better than the people you're competing with. I think the last thing to say with regards to EVP and how it factors into this recruitment process is that fundamentally you're going to have your general thematic evp right and we've talked about us being place you go to grow and so on and so forth what you should also be doing to the extent that you can is trying to tailor that evp and that employment experience in general to each of the cohorts of people that you're talking to 
right? What a VP wants is probably quite different from what an intern wants. What a software developer wants is probably different from what your warehouse manager is looking for and what someone in New York is looking for may well be very different to what someone in the Philippines is after. I think you have to be cognizant of that. And that should be something that's coming up through these discussions with candidates as you make it further through the process, right? We talk a lot about tailoring the EVP to try and find that intersection between what each of those cohorts want and what we're actually feasibly able to offer, right? Each thing we're offering doesn't have to be unique in and of itself, but the combination and how we sort of package up that whole offer experience, that whole candidate experience, that whole employee life cycle should be as close to unique as we can possibly make it in the market. And it should be designed to get the right candidate, right? Our kind of ideal candidate persona, extremely excited about us as an organization and what we're offering. I think in summary, the objective here, right, is to try and be different, not just better, right? Like play a different game and you're going to have a much better time. And I think there's so much to say in this sort of EVP arena. And obviously we've just spent a short time talking about this today. I think if you're interested in learning more and want to dig into more content from an EVP perspective, my favorite book on the subject matter right now it's called Give and Get Employer Branding. It was written by Brian Adams and Charlotte Marshall. It's kind of available wherever you buy books. Go take a look at it. It's fantastic. It's a great resource. They go into so much more depth, loads of action and advice. And frankly, they're just a lot more articulate than I am. So please go check that out, like an absolute recommendation from us. I think beyond that, in the show notes, I'll link to an EVP template that we've put together here at Pinpoint. It's been used by almost 3,000 organizations at this point, and it's apparently really helped them clarify their EVP. It's helped them become more attractive to the right people. It's helped them understand who the right people are. And it's just been very useful through their kind of definition and ongoing iteration of the EVP process. And so please go check that out. It's free. Beyond that, I think for more great tales from the trenches and best practice people guidance, please do stay tuned to The Talent Revolution. We've got lots more content just like this, as well as a huge range of exciting guests ready to share kind of real world talent stories every single Tuesday. Go ahead and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and we look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thanks for listening.